All right, everyone, welcome back after that musical break. Um, also on this anchor post, we have the podcast listeners joining us. So welcome iTunes listeners. Welcome Google Play Music listeners. Um, today we're going to jump into something really interesting. This is kind of the main meat of the episode. This is the uh, the uh, the flagship content, quote unquote, of the day here. Um, and I want to start things off with a bit of a call in from a from a listener. Essentially, he's talking about. Actually, let's just let him talk about it. Listen to this. Check this out, guys. This is the one thing I've learned when I was learning languages in bulk for um, an attempt to work for the desire, or rather to work for the State Department as a translator. Um, You're actually learning blocks of language because there's an assembly to how language comes together. And especially once you've known one language outside of English, it it automatically starts becoming larger and larger blocks, chunks that you've learned because you're able to put the smaller pieces in place mentally much quicker once you've learned how to inculcate a language. This is Michael Conway, and I'm the Illuminarch. Peace out. Peace. Thanks oh so much for that call-in. I really, really appreciate it. Um, And we're going to be focusing this entire post around that whole call-in here. Now, I agree, man. When you're learning multiple different languages, you know, it's funny, right? Because every single language will often have, you know, different different similarities, as funny as that sounds. So, for instance, and this is actually, before we get too far into this, this is especially true if you are studying languages within the same language family, AKA if you're going to do romance languages or, or whatever it is, right? When you're studying them, you're going to see a lot of similarities. I know that when I would, when I went from studying French and I jumped into Spanish, holy moly, it was nice to have seen a lot of different, um, a lot of elements that didn't really change, right? Like Spanish and French both have masculine and feminine, right? Spanish and French, actually even more than that, most things that are masculine and fem- in French, are masculine in Spanish. Most things that are feminine in Spanish are feminine in French. Obviously, there's some exceptions, but that's a very good general rule. So if you know in one language, it just transfers immediately over. Not to mention that when you have languages in the same language family, things actually often sound similar, right? It's not like that's a completely different word. It's not like English, we have eat, but Mandarin, we have ch. Like there's no resemblance whatsoever because they're in separate language families. But that being said, even when, in my experience, even when you're learning languages in separate language families, the more languages you've learned, you know, the the easier the next language is going to be. So for instance, Mandarin was my fifth language, right? I'm still studying it, but I'm not bad anymore. I'm still, I'm okay at it now. But when I first started learning, even though Mandarin and all the other languages that I speak and I've learned, they're very different, I still found certain elements a lot easier. For example, pronunciation in Mandarin came relatively, relatively simpler for me because some of the sounds exist in other languages that I speak. So for example, Mandarin has a word which is chu. Chu essentially means like to go or go. That u sound is, is found in French. So it's very, very easy for you to replicate that immediately. And even certain things like, um, even sometimes like the grammar, even though the grammar in Mandarin is super different than French, Spanish, English, everything else I speak, 
I'm used to going and learning a foreign grammar. I'm, my brain has that skill set. It's learned it, right? And so doing it again, it's a little bit, it's a little bit easier. Kind of like now that I'm talking this out, as you guys know, I do this off the top of my head. Um, as I'm talking this out, I realize something here. It'd be very, very similar to like someone who is very athletic, someone who's like, you know, runs every day, eats healthy, goes to the gym, maybe plays tennis with his buddies, or maybe plays some hockey, plays football, like just a generally active dude or a generally active gal or girl. Like if they suddenly decided, you know what? I've been active for the past 25 years of my life, 26 years of my life, 20 years of my life, whatever it is. And they decided, you know what? I want to go and be a professional, whatever, like a professional athlete. Obviously, it's still very challenging, right? Extremely hard to, play, to do anything at a professional level takes a lot of work. However, it would be a heck of a lot for someone who is relatively active to jump in and try and be professional at something than someone who's a freaking couch potato, watches Game of Thrones every day, six hours a day, you know, sits in front of their computer, eats chips and junk food, and does nothing. It's going to be a much easier transition. It's kind of a similar thing. When you've learned various languages, you are primed already to go learn the next one. So it's almost, it's almost like the first language is the hardest, actually, now that I'm talking this out and thinking this out. And ev after that, it gets simpler and simpler, easier and easier and easier. So anyway, we'll wrap up that post right there. Thank you, everyone, for listening to that. I really appreciate your ear. I appreciate your attention. And I will talk to you guys later. This will be the final post on Anchor for the day for the ones who are uh, listening in on, on, um, on the Anchor channel. So talk to you guys later. Bye for now.